BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I am joined by our friend Mike Gallagher to break down the upcoming NBA season. We do a bunch of MVP futures betting, futures betting on uh, Sixth Man of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, all that good stuff. Probably no one is sharper about the NBA than Mr. Gallagher, so I hope that you guys enjoy this conversation. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to our Patreon, www www.patreon.com slash takecast. You can always leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can just tell a friend about the show. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone, welcoming into the program, Mike Gallagher. You know him from Establish the Run, Establish the NBA, Establish the Three-Point Jump Shots. Uh, We are as of recording this, uh, what what would that be? Uh, 16 days away from the start of the NBA season. Uh, we, we got some bets to fire. Probably one of the most interesting preseason, like before the season years of the NBA that I can remember. Like, I of looking at the teams who are all favored to win the championship, I'm like, every single one of those teams has a huge question at least one mm-hmm. huge question which is like i can't i can't really remember that in recent memory yeah yeah it's pretty crazy man uh you know a lot of teams are just terrible uh, we're seeing this victor web kid look ridiculous uh so the tank stakes are gonna be super high teams are gonna win a lot of games a lot of competition for the play-in it's gonna be a real interesting season for sure yeah, I mean, uh, that is that's kind of the uh, the unspoken thing is that this could be like an all time tanking season for the teams that are that are absolutely at the bottom. Uh, you know, we have the Jazz full tanking. We have the Spurs full tanking. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder full tanking, the Rockets, the Pacers. I wonder if the, the Magic are are not going to be uh, like I, I don't think they're planning on tanking at all. And I I wonder, uh, you know, if they actually can be a little bit decent on offense. Paolo Bancaro. I'm I'm pretty excited to see Paolo Bancaro play at uh, at the NBA level. So we on today's show we are going to run through some of our favorite bets, you know, MVP, Finals winners, over unders. Um, but uh, I thought I thought this would be a good place to start. Just our most interesting team, and uh, I'm I'm creating a qualifier here. Zach Lowe does this on his uh, podcast, and I like to think of myself as you know similar procedure. No Nets. I mean, everyone gets it with the Nets, right? I mean, we we all know that they have the largest amount of questions. So your most interesting team is who? Uh, I, I picked top five, uh, so I can run okay. through them real quick. 
Let's go. Uh, I think the I think the Wolves are the most interesting. Uh, I love that they're going big. I love that Cat could play the four. Hopefully he's okay. He had a non uh, non COVID illness, make him lose twenty pounds uh, the last week or so. Um, so I think they're really interesting. We had the Anthony Edwards possible growth, possible most improved player buzz. He's the favorite for that. And I think Jade McDaniels is going to take a step forward. I just like how this team's put together. I love their new front office. I love Chris Finch. I got him 18 to one for coach of the year uh, before the Udoka stuff. So that's looking pretty good. Now he's actually the favorite. Uh, a lot of people expecting the Wolves to be really good. You got to put the Pelicans on there. Um, they obviously got the Zion stuff, but besides that obvious factor, I think that they're, they're the way they crushed the draft last year with Herb Jones, the man, uh, the myth, the legend, Trey Murphy, talk about him in a little bit, Jose Alvarado, getting those three cheap rookie contracts to go with those three expensive contracts and Brandon Ingram, Zion, and CJ McCollum, rounding out some nice pieces with Larry Nance. I think it could be really good. Uh, I like them to actually win the division is a bet I've been taking uh, rather than just because their floor is really low if Zion gets hurt, but they're ceiling so good. So betting on them to win the division is a bet I like, even, you know, to make a run. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the Hawks are interesting to me. So I think the DeJounte Murray, Trey Young stuff, two really ball dominant pick and roll guards without a lot of depth. You've got the Yekka Kongwu breakout factor. Uh, it's another component I really like. Uh, the Pistons, they're just so fun. Um, Cade, Cade was incredible down the stretch. Jay Nivey is one of my favorite rookies. Uh, we'll see some uh, position flexibility with, with Beef Stew, another fun rookie in Jalen Duren. Uh, I think they're a really, really fun team to watch. And the Cavs, uh, hashtag our Cavs. Got to put them on there, making a big trade for Donovan Mitchell. Everyone loves Evan Mobley. A lot of really interesting components. I want to see how they fare, um, despite going really light on wing stuff. Yeah, I, I think the, uh, the Pistons are, like, that's only that's only for people like you and I, right? That's only for <laughs> yeah. people who subscribe to League Pass. Like, most people, <laughs> uh, the Pistons are are not even are not even going to, to make that list. So, I, I have, um, I think my answer, probably a lot of people are, are maybe not as interested. I, I think the Raptors are. And the reason yeah. why I think the Raptors are is you, you look at their rotation and you would say, well, they don't really have the star, right? And if you look at the, at the vast history of championship winners in the NBA, not only have they had a star, but they've had an Uber star, right? Like one of the, the mm-hmm. probably the three best players in the league is kind of what you need to win a championship. Mm-hmm. What I am presupposing is that Scotty Barnes probably not going to be a top five player, but if we were having this conversation next off season and we're like, well, and Scotty Barnes obviously is like a good bet for MVP at 16 to one or whatever, like, because Barnes can, um, I mean, the a huge problem we also see with like star players in the NBA now is uh, a lot of them are not very good defensively, right? It's all about, it's all about teams that have the two way wings, who can shoot threes and can, you know, uh, protect the rim and put pressure on the rim on offense. Those are the best players. And Barnes can do that. It's just, it's just really a matter of what happens with the jumper and, you know, people around the Raptors and who cover the NBA are like, I don't know, man, I think this jumper might be happening. And, you know, uh, we were obviously talking about Kevin Durant trades all off season (laughs) and became pretty clear. The Raptors were not trading Scotty Barnes to acquire Kevin Durant. And at the end of the day, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. And the Raptors also play the basketball we love, right? Pretty much positionless. Mm-hmm. You know, Pascal, Barnes, Ananobi, Otto Porter, Boucher, Precious Achua, who, by the way, was shooting threes and making them at the end of last season. Like, yeah. I, I think the Raptors are, I think the Raptors are really good. Would not surprise me if the Raptors were better than the Cavs, better than the Heat. And and honestly, I think the line is they could even be better 
than the Sixers, even if the Sixers were fully healthy, right? Because the Sixers have so many more questions with depth. Yeah, we took them. uh, We did a win totals pod. and Best best win bet, yes. Yeah, we took that one. Uh, That was Dink leading the charge on that one. And yeah, we agree. Um, There was a quote from Bam Adebayo saying that him, Draymond Green, and Giannis are really the only three guys can guard one through five. I think that yes. Scotty Barnes is going to be in that conversation by the end of the season. He's really, really strong. He shot 80% at the rim after the break. He's so good, man. He's going to be running the offense. They don't have a lot of guard depth behind Fred Van Vliet. His minutes are going to come down. So, yeah, Scotty Barnes could just totally break out in, like, a huge significant way um, to build on what he did last year. Nick Nurse is, is, is so fun, really creative with his defensive scheme. So, yeah, I, I kind of did that. I, I think they're just interested regardless. They're kind of just, just as interesting. They're still really interesting, but some depth as well. But, um. Yeah, I'm definitely um, buying the Raptors. And, you know, they just have a, a lot of depth and they're, they're such a fun team. I also, uh, kind of in the opposite way, I also think the Cavaliers are probably one of the more interesting teams because that, mm-hmm. so it's like the Raptors are kind of like, how are they going to score in the half court, right? So one of these yeah. guys has to get better at jump shooting, whether it be Pascal making threes, whether it be playing Precious at center and having him shooting threes, you know, like they just, whereas the Cavs, it's like, no one has any concerns on them scoring, right? The Cavaliers are 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 going to be running people out of the gym, but it's like, how are they going to defend when their their backcourt is Darius Garland and mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell? Now, I mean, granted, Evan, Mo- I mean, I'm not going to give Evan Mobley as good as Rudy Gobert on defense, yeah, but we've seen Donovan Mitchell play on a really good defense before they figured it out. Uh, it's it's just a lot of pressure on. Isaac Okoro and Chetty Osman yeah. to be a good wing player. And it's like, I, I just, I don't really know how I feel about that. Like, of course, yeah. not very good. Yeah. He's terrible on offense, but yeah, it's such a predicament where they have to really have an on-ball defender because you don't want Donovan in that role. You don't want Garwin in that role. So you got to kind of lean into Okoro, who's pretty good. He did get roasted a lot because teams really kind of wear him down, but um, yeah, he looks pretty solid. Lamar Stevens is a, a pretty sneaky wing defender for them as well. Dean Wade actually, um guards on ball a decent amount of times too which is kind of odd for a guy who looks like like him but uh yeah really really uh interesting stuff there and yeah just to go back to precious super quick man uh i I keep wanting to fire long shots on him for like six man of the year or most improved player but the archetypes that win those awards it's just so So, tough it's Uh, guards it's it's guard scores right it's it's a guard who goes from 18 minutes a game to 35 minutes a game yeah so pretty tough but the the odds are really long on them and if if precious does get you know 27 28 minutes which i think is possible um you know if he does hit 38 percent threes again like he did after the break last year could be scoring mid-teens maybe the raptors make some noise and move up to the top three so uh, if you do want to take a, a long shot that didn't get steamed up yet um i don't i don't hate it I mean, skinny Zion and the Pelicans, right, yeah. is 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 pretty fascinating. So the Pelicans, like, make, like, a win-now move last year, which kind of no one expected them to do, and what sort of kind of been a lost season. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, it's like, no, not a good depth team, right? You know, uh, Jose Alvarado and Jackson A's playing prominent roles, but, like, starting five of McCollum, Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion, and Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, I guess if we're saying the thing with Barnes of like, he could be a top 10 player in the NBA. I mean, Zion might already be a top 10 player in the NBA, like per minute wise. And if he plays 68 games, right. I mean, that dude, that dude is fantastic. Yeah. Skinny Zion for sure. And as I said, I mean, their depth's okay. Um, I think Dyson Daniels is a guy who's going to be able to be a ninth man in the rotation, uh, top 10 pick in the draft. 
I'm just gonna go ahead and jump to one of my breakout players. I think yes, Trey Murphy. But I think Trey Murphy just busts out this year. Uh, Muscle Watch. He was my favorite player in his rookie summer league. Got kind of overshadowed by Herb. Um, I, I think he adds what they need. Uh, talk of him extending his three point range. He has a really nice jumper. He got to the paint a lot. We saw his impact in the playoffs. Uh, I fired at Trey Murphy, six man of the year, one sixty to one yesterday. Because um, I think he he fits the archetype, right? If he does get 26, 27 minutes on a good team and he shoots the way I think he can shoot, he can score 16 points a game on one of the better teams in the league if the Pelicans have everything to come together. So 161, I'm, I'm, I'm down, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, so I will, I will go ahead and do my guy then. I mean, Trey Murphy, nice. I, I got, I got no, I got no umbrage with it. Mine yeah. is uh, Zeke Najee. Who oh, baby. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Nuggets rotation and one, I'm like, they can't be serious about playing DeAndre Jordan as backup center, right? <laughs> I mean, this guy has been, I mean, he's been like the worst per minute player in the NBA the last two seasons. Yeah. It, it, I mean, maybe not the worst, but one of them. And it's like, okay, well, if we're a serious team about winning an NBA championship, like sure, Jeff Green can help you in the regular season. You know, I mean, he can, mm-hmm. he can play three, play four, he can play five, he can shoot a little bit. But if you're looking at what takes them from being a team that people are like, questioning and and the guy you know Jokic getting run off the floor against the the Warriors and all that stuff it would be the 69 240 Zeke Naji who shot 46% on limited attempts from 3 last year and mm-hmm. like if you listen to these NBA insiders talk about what people from the Nuggets are saying they're saying like Zeke Naji that's a real thing so my my question would be one do they play him and Jokic together very much? What does that look like? And then is Zeke Naji sort of um, Onyeka Onkongwu or or even Precious Achua style, like a backup center who plays 15 minutes a night and you're like crushing those minutes, right? You are just, you are winning so hard in the minutes where it's, you know, your Zeke Naji versus Isaiah Hartenstein or whatever, yeah. where that guy, that guy, you know, just creating so many problems. But I mean, I, I could literally see him being a guy who's closing games in in the playoffs for the Nuggets if it if he is on the right developmental curve. Yeah, his defensive position. Another guy who could guard one through five, right? Because we saw yeah. Zeke Naji guarding like uh, Steph Curry uh, on like switches and guarding him really well. He's got length, his feet move really well. So you know he's a guy that fits a lot of uh, you know current trendy defensive schemes and the shooting. Um, not really a big ball hander, but you don't need that with Jamal Murray and Jokic. So yeah, really impactful player. Talk yesterday of Malone saying it's up in the air who's going to start. You would just think that Zeke Naji, who's had some injury trouble, is just going to kind of run away with it with his skill set and how he fits this team. So yeah, I completely agree. I don't think he's going to be like really fantasy relevant uh, unless you know. I think if Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter Jr. were to go down, then I well, think that and, they would and shift him moreover. What's but, the what's the deal with Michael Porter Jr.'s health right now? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, he's been able to go through full workouts and stuff. They're going to bring his minutes along a little bit slower, so we won't see him get up to like mid-30s, same with Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray looks to be a little bit more comfortable with his rehab because if you remember during the playoffs, there was some buzz like, okay, is Jamal Murray coming back? Obviously, that didn't happen. So um, they'll be taking uh, taking pretty easy on MPJ. But, yeah, this seems loaded, man. Um, they're a team that, you know, it's, it's almost boring because the back-to-back MVPs, uh, their team's mostly the same, uh, besides picking up Contavious Caldwell Pope, which is really well. It's, it's it's mostly the same, but a fifty-win team re-adding yeah. their second yes. and third best player, right? Yeah, which for is sure. Nuts. I mean, imagine yeah. 
imagine the i mean it was basically what happened with the warriors right <laughs> re-adding re-adding curry and clay yeah. to a team that really stunk right except except yeah. instead of stinking they were amazing without their second and third best players yeah and jamal murray looks great he's been throwing down dunks and uh uh, I do the the draft kit stuff and I do like undervalued players to draft and I add like a must draft grade for fantasy. Only one player got a 10 for me and that's Jamal Murray. Uh, I think Jamal Murray just totally smashes. Uh, we saw him just go for like 25 points per game in his last, you know, 20 games before he got hurt. Efficient hits threes. This offense is going to hum. So uh, yeah, I'm big into Jamal Murray, you know, a- ACL recovery taking, you know, almost a year and a half is a lot of time for a guy who's super durable. Got played that played through double hernia, uh injuries in his rookie season played all 82 games a guy just doesn't miss games so expect him to go through with flying colors on this acl recovery he's gonna just totally crush this year yeah and i mean honestly like kind of like a a cool well not not cool i guess it's just we're kind of seeing this in like the nfl too is like guys kind of it's like yes you can come back faster than ever from the acl but to get like fully fully back it kind of takes another eight months or so so it's kind of nice that we we didn't see any bad sample from jamal murray and we're getting um you know like the absolute full experience so let's uh let's take a look at these at these championship winner markets i mean the the most interesting thing about these markets is that if the nets are this big chaotic mess of drama and you can just kind of take them out of the running it basically means the whole market is mispriced (laughs) right because they are sucking up they are on on fanduel which is the book i have pulled up They are seven to one, uh, you know, and obviously the hold on these markets is huge. So this is not a perfect translation, but they're taking up a huge portion of that equity. And I also think the Suns are mega overrated, right? Mm -hmm. I I mean, all this drama and they're trading Jay Crowder, but how are you going to trade Jay Crowder to another winning team and get someone back who can start? You've got a 38 year old 510 point guard, you know, Aiton and his coach haven't talked. It's like, so it feels like two of the top six teams, like, I mean, they're they're going to make the playoffs, I think, probably, unless something insane happens, yeah. but would not bet on either of those two teams to win the championship. Yeah, actually, um, Dink and I were talking, like, how can we short the Suns? And I came up with betting them 16 to 1 not to make the playoffs, uh, which, I mean, that number has to, and that was pre-DeAndre and Buzz, pre you know Crowder talk. Uh, so I imagine that line has got to come down. Uh, after they lost to the 36ers, who were 35 to one dogs uh, to, to win in Phoenix the other night. But um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I just think that this, I think that their floor is, I'm sorry, the, I think like their median kind of situation is pretty good. But if Chris Paul goes down, you're going to be leaning on Cameron Payne. Uh, you're going to be leaning on uh, a really light second unit, uh, taking away Jay Crowder. I think that they're going to be looking to add guard depth because of Chris Paul's age to kind of cover the future a little bit. So they're pretty thin and, and important positions that they're going to need for how they like to play defense. And they're going to miss Crowder, man. Like it's, it's not really a coincidence. You see Jay Crowder on all these winning teams. So I don't think the betting markets are really, he's always on him. winning teams. Guys always yeah. on winning teams. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that that that's low key going to be a big deal. Uh, and again, just, you know, who knows? And then there's such a like, unique system that bringing in new players into that system, I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a ramp up period, maybe a little bit of growing pains too. So um, yeah, I, I, again, I think that most likely they're making it, but if you give me 16 to one, uh, I can't resist. Yeah, we have, uh, we have two, uh, or I have two bets placed already to win the NBA championship, the Dallas Mavericks at uh, 27 oh, to one. And the team we just talked about the nuggets at 20 to one. I actually think 
the Nuggets uh, should like literally be like, I don't know, 14, 13, 12 yeah. to one something. I mean, obviously I'm not uh, running, running the Sims. Uh, this is, I am, this is astrology here. And then <laughs> the Mavericks are so fascinating because uh, an, a, an archetype of this team has not won since the 2011 mm-hmm. Mavericks, right? Where it's one great player and a bunch of guys oh. who are all really good in their role. Now I think they're, I do think it's like legit. I think, I mean, Jalen Brunson's a really good player. And I do think mm-hmm. they're going to miss having a secondary ball handler with Luca. I mean, also just like having a guy for the eight minutes a night that Luca doesn't play to keep the offense ro- now regular season. That's not going to matter, but it does matter in the playoffs. The I and I guess they're just going to have Christian Wood be that guy, where Christian mm-hmm. Wood is going to be the guy who the offense runs around when Luca sits. They also, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. They have the contracts and the draft picks that, like, if someone decides they're unhappy in the middle of the season they're one of those guys who could they're they're one of those teams that can make a move yeah i think that and i talk about this a lot especially last year they were like my dark horse pick because they play so slow in playoffs you see you see the game really slow down so it really kind of works in their favor i do think losing brunson's a pretty big deal uh, because they're really going just too deep on ball handlers with luca and spencer dinwiddie so i don't know if they're going to be looking to trade for calmly i think they can maybe make that work uh, there's some buzz on Josh Green picking up some some minutes and growing his role. He's been really a big disaster for them, especially on the offensive side. They really want him to be an on-ball defender too. So if he steps forward, that'd be great. Um, and yeah, they've got just two really good on-ball defenders in Dorian Finney-Smith, Richie Bullock. So I really like that. I didn't like the Jabelle McGee pickup because uh, they do have some depth up front with Maxi Kleber picking up Christian Wood. They like Dwight Powell, who was a little bit bad in the playoffs, but I just thought it was, you know, I'd rather have another guard there. So, but you know, Whole lot of season, got some assets, but betting on Luca definitely seems like a, a thing to do. I probably wouldn't take that personally, uh, just because I, I just I want to see them make a move first. I feel like I'll just like beat the market if they do, you know, pull the trigger and get someone that could help them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, I think that seems, I think that seems, um, yeah. I think that seems pretty they, reasonable. Getting Hardaway Jr. back from a foot injury too, so they've got they've got the wing depth and they've got the front court depth. Just need one more guard to cover up Luca, who's run into some injuries in his career. Same with Spencer Dinwiddie. So I'd want to have a little bit more insurance uh, at those guard spots before I started feeling really good. But, you know, betting against, betting against Luca is usually uh, not a good thing to do. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that which is like, uh, it's kind of interesting because I, I think, I think we actually see this with Luca and with Doncic. I think honestly, like just because they look kind of slow and they, they're not like the best dribblers in the world. There is just something mm-hmm. that the market doesn't like about them although i mean i i am surprised to see luca leading the mvp market i mean i yeah. i thought for sure Giannis would be leading the mvp market i agree uh i took Giannis. i didn't make a big bet that my biggest Giannis take was five to one uh points per game leader um i think you should be like almost even money uh and be getting you know a, a healthy harden um uh, i just don't know if luca can sustain that over a long period of time with his passing um, so it's pretty much just like, you know, those are the top two guys. I, I think that uh, Giannis is going to beat out Embiid this year. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think Giannis could just go totally nuclear here. Chris Middleton having wrist surgery, not being ready for the start of the season too. So um, we just saw Giannis free throw rate just go up. He's starting to make more free throws as well. So yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I think Giannis probably should be close to or even or even ahead uh, for MVP. Can I talk you into LeBron James, 27 to one, the Lakers, somehow figure it out they bench russell westbrook or they trade 
one of these future, you know, uh, 2027, 2029 first round picks to acquire like literally anyone who can make a jump. I mean, Mike Conley, right? I, I think that's yeah. a deal that's out there. Russell Westbrook, a 2029 first round pick for Mike Conley. Mike Conley could play next to Patrick Beverly, but also a much better fit next mm-hmm. to uh, AD and, and LeBron. I mean, I, I will say this. LeBron probably will not win, but we are going to be December 17th. LeBron is going to be playing 38 minutes a night averaging 29 points, eight assists, or, you know, eight rebounds. And the the buzz is going to say, LeBron, he's 38 years old. He mm-hmm. He's a Terminator. He never stops. And he's going to be nine to one to win MVP or whatever. Yeah. I mean, remember that straw poll when LeBron was, what, midseason before he went down? It was a three-horse race uh, between Embiid, Jokic, and LeBron. Uh, and a lot of people had LeBron from the straw polls we saw on ESPN. So people want to vote for him, man. Uh, and I think that this turmoil... Right, and rightfully right, so. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had one of his best seasons last year with the three-point shooting efficiency. Rebounding numbers were insane. So uh, the rebounding numbers won't be as good this year now that they're playing a little bit bigger. Uh, and you assume AD is going to be healthier. But, I mean, 27-1 for LeBron does sound almost insane. So, uh, yeah, you know, bet on the ceiling outcome. Again, I, I think that if you try to think about how the voters are going to think uh, and they try to work that narrative here, um, people like to vote for older guys too, I think. So no one's going to want to vote for Jokic again. Um, Giannis already has an MVP. So I, I definitely could could see it, man. 27-1 to is, is is definitely interesting. I mean, the, the one thing I do know is that Jokic ain't winning the MVP this year. Yeah. Jokic could be averaging 47 points, 13 rebounds, 19 assists on 97% true shooting. If you yeah. if you win the MVP <laughs> two years in a row and you don't win the championship, you are completely disqualified. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely, uh, it's absolutely yeah. not happening. 82-0 um, Nuggets definitely can't give it to him again. Yeah. What about what about uh, the Clippers guys, Kawhi and Paul George? Now, now Kawhi's not going to play enough games. Right. But I mean, yeah, getting Kawhi back, getting Kawhi back is really good for Paul. Jo- I mean, Paul George probably has enough playoff losing stink that he'll also never win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably just no games. I, I think that their depth is too important. I think that they're going to lean into that depth. And my Clippers bet is Norm Powell, six man of the year. Again, fits the archetype, can score, can play multiple positions. Uh, Buzz of him playing point guard. Uh, I think if they want to play, you know, Kawhi looks huge right now. They, we, we saw Kawhi at the four last night a little bit, didn't start there. But we saw him play the four a pretty good bit. There's just so many pass, Norm Powell getting big minutes as their key bench guy. And he's going to start some games, but, you know, he's going to probably come off the bench for more than half. That's my, that's my, my Clippers' favorite bet. Yeah. Okay. I, I can, uh, I, I, I can I can get along with that one. All right. Yeah. What about championship winners? Um, I mean, I mean, do you have do you have a, a real a real strong take there? No, honestly. Um, I was big into the Celtics. Um, but I was betting I don't I don't really bet into championship stuff. So honestly, I think it affects me. So I don't want to really sure. I'm trying to do my job and be unbiased. But um I did take t- my just to kind of go into MVP if I could jump ahead. Oh yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I took Tatum um, early, and I think that's going to be another thing that, like, well, you know, you could tell that story. They lost their coach. They lost Robert Williams. He's only 19 years old still. Um, so I think Tatum's still, you know, one of my favorite semi-long shots, and my favorite super long shot is Dame. Uh, I got him 100 to one MVP. Uh, oh, I that think is, the Blazers that is pretty are good. Be, yeah, yeah. It's like 70 to one now, which I think there's still a little bit of value there. But um, we know Dame has the pedigree of being an all NBA kind of a player. I really like what the Blazers did in the off season. 
So I get a pure, pure long shot there. But um, yeah, I don't have a favorite championship team. And uh, maybe picking the Nets last year burned me too bad that I don't want to do it again. But um, yeah, I don't really feel great about it. Uh, I think the Celtics and, and the Clippers definitely look like if I had to bet, I'd probably be looking those two ways. I think the Clippers are just totally loaded right now. Okay. Um, I think we should, I think we should look at, uh, at some of the, at some of the over-unders. I mean, it, uh-huh. cause it's what, well, well, what's, what's so interesting this season is that there are, you know, obviously some teams that are like good. I mean, they're going to do, they're going to do everything they can to get underneath their total. And then uh, I mean, yeah. obviously the, the, the big shakeup with the Boston Celtics, like I, I like it's gonna, this coaching change is going to affect the Boston Celtics mm-hmm. one way or the other. Yeah, they tried to basically bring in this Missoula guy who I knew nothing, not much about other than what everyone else knows. He's West Virginia, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I mean, they still got Brad Stevens. Uh, I think that their players kind of understand what they did last year, having most of those players back, adding Malcolm Brogdon. You can make a case that, you know, if you had to pick between Malcolm Brogdon or losing Ami Yudoka, I mean, I would pick Malcolm Brogdon. I think Malcolm Brogdon is really that's, good. And that's, that's a, you, you make a pretty good point. I mean, Malcolm yeah. Brogdon is a lot better than Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, for sure. And I, one thing I was saying last year when the Celtics would have bad games is like they need someone to get in the paint, break the defense down, and add some shooting. That's like perfect Malcolm Brogdon. So uh, I think that'll really take some pressure off Jalen Brown to do any ball handling or cut that down a little bit. Tatum can do both. Marcus Smart can play off ball a little bit more. So yeah, I just think the acquisition's a home run. Obviously, Time Lord has to come back, but uh, I think that they're going to be able to win enough games. And you know, their playoff rotation is just A plus, man, uh, from top to bottom. So um, they just got to get everyone healthy. So I, I still think Boston's pretty good. I really uh, we'll just we'll just go through some of these ones. Like I, I got I have a couple that are very high confidence. Medium. Oh, and I'm com- not betting Boston over under. Okay. There. Medium confidence for me is uh, the Atlanta Hawks over. I mean, one they are just you know mega incentivized to win because they mm-hmm. they traded away all these picks. Like they leveraged their future to acquire Deontay Murray. I and I I mean I just I just really like that like they are going to have an elite offensive player on the court for 100% of their minutes, right? Deontay mm-hmm. or Trey Young is going to be on the court. I mean, Trey Young has been unfairly maligned because of how they ended their, their season last mm-hmm. year, like just kind of gave up against the Knicks or whatever. Trey Young is a freaking baller, dude. Like yeah. he scored. I mean, they were second in the NBA in offense last year how many people do you think would know that they're second in the nba in offensive rating i think they were first in the 2022 part of the oh no they were second behind minnesota um but yeah they they've scored their defense is so bad we'll talk about that but yeah trey's trey's good man doesn't miss games too uh which which also really helps that's so my bet on the hawks i bet them to win the division uh plus 190 because i think it kind of works twofold one you're leaning more into their ceiling outcome and two you're kind of leaning into the floor outcome for the heat because the Hornets, the wizards and the magic are not going to be competing for the division. So um, that was my take on it. Um, yeah. If I had to pick, I would pick the over, but give me a, give me a little double my money there. Cause I, th- I think Miami does have uh, a bit of a downside and yeah, this seems to be a lot better. I think they're going to lean more into Yucca Kongwu uh, as a guy. He's, who could take he's really Capella. good. He's really yeah. good. Okongwu he's another is. guy. I think every, and yeah, man, underdog, you, you get him like last rounded underdog. Um, so that's a move I always take, take two centers and then take a Kongo in the last round. But, um, yeah, he's really good. Uh, I think Bogdan will be healthy. Um, De- Deandre Hunter's health is concerning, but they do have Justin holiday behind him. I think that was a sneaky pickup. So yeah, that's just the, 
they just need DeJounte to stay healthy. He's generally been pretty healthy, besides obviously the ACL Terry had in the preseason a few years ago. But um, yeah, this team's really well put together. And just betting on DeJounte and Trey is, is something I want to do. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, again, they're one of these teams that also does have a chip to play if they want. Yeah. John Collins has been on the trade block for the last 900 years. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see if that ever ends up happening. But trading, trading uh, John Collins, who has I, never really fit with Trey Young, really doesn't fit with this team now because how often are they ever going to have to have him yeah. score? I would say know? he doesn't really fit with Capella. Because uh, we saw before Capella was there, he was the league leader in uh, role man scoring. And then Capella goes there, you know, classic rim running center. Those role man uh, plays got cut down. So, you know, I think if they're Capella's on expiring too, so I think that can maybe open him up as well. Because you know, if they do trade Capella, then I think Collins could get some center minutes again. Uh, I don't think they're co- going to want to play Frank Kaminsky or anybody like that. Obviously, a Kong can't really play 33, 34 minutes every night, so. Um, that would be kind of a saving grace for him. So, yeah, but like you said, there's a lot of ammo that things go. I'm very much rooting for a Capella trade, honestly. All right. Got to gotta do it under <laughs> on the Los Angeles Lakers. There mm-hmm. are multiple numbers out. You can get under 45 and a half. You can get under 44 and a half, depending on your book. I mean, obviously, I would prefer uh, under 45 and a half, but it's like, so obviously, you know, the way projections work is you have to include like, a, you know, these are median outcomes and Mm -hmm. there are just way too many seasons where the lakers win 31 games and i think no seasons where they win like 56 games right i mean i just i just really lebron and anthony davis would both have to be at an mvp level and russ would have to accept this role and damian jones would have to be like a really good center and patrick beverly would have to make 39 percent of his three pointers and like i there's just no way so if you include all and and um Oh, Zach Lowe had this stat this morning or or no, Kevin Pelton had this stat this morning. The Lakers, the last decade have averaged like seven wins under their win total. It, <laughs> it like, if you combine every season. Yeah, man. Um, and then on top of that, I thought as someone who's on Lakers under and has been multiple times, like I hit it opener. I hit it when the Donovan Mitchell trade went down. Cause I felt like it was less likely they'd have a big swing. Um, and then I hit it again. <laughs> so I've been hitting these Lakers unders. Uh, and then last night, Anthony Davis did play, but he's already dealing with a back injury, man. Um, Shocking. Not great, man. Not great. So, yeah, terrifying, terrifying. The downside the downside is so scary. I think that their ceiling outcome, as we mentioned earlier, is kind of there. But I just hate – I mean, this team has so, – we talked about this on my pod. Like, just talk about, like, pure roster construction. Like, what are we doing here? You have Anthony Davis, who can't really shoot threes anymore, LeBron, and everyone says put shooters around LeBron – and they didn't do that. Like Kendrick Nunn shot 40% from three after the break in his last season where he was healthy. But after that, I mean, there's nobody really there that makes you feel confident. Like, okay, I need three-point shooting. Let me put this guy out on the court. Thomas Bryant, sort of, one of the better big men shooting. But, like, what are we doing here? Um, they just didn't really hit it out of the park with picking up teams that fit, uh, players that fit next to those guys. So I've got some concerns. They could maybe reshuffle things out. But there's an opportunity cost here. And obviously, I don't think Taylor Horner Tucker is good. But, you know. That was such a that was such a that was such a weird trade to me. Yeah, I mean that's neither here nor there. But like I remember being shocked because we are like a year away from Taylor Horton Tucker being touted as like Mm -hmm. the next great three and D Laker, right? Like being a guy like 
it's just just bizarre to bail on him for yeah. Patrick Beverly. Yeah, they could have got him. I mean, look what the Boyan trade was. You know, Boyan I think is a better value than Pe- Beverly is as far as like winning basketball players. But um, yeah, so just they had those two first round picks, and that's it. Uh, so if they could hit a home run with those, more power to them. Uh, doesn't look like they're going to because I think that Miles Turner is going to have a big market. I think Buddy Heald's going to probably be expensive because he's got another dear deal a year left on his deal. So um, yeah, it, it seems like their 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 floor is like dangerously low. If things go bad early, uh, LeBron may want to sit out because he's going to want to play with his kids down the line. So you know, every game off could maybe save him a game later to play with his kids later. For Oklahoma City, don't don't forget, don't <laughs> forget, go. it's gonna be it's gonna be Bronny and LeBron, Jay Gilgis <laughs> Alexander, Poku and and Chet and Wembenyana winning championships in Oklahoma City. We uh, and Jalen absolutely... Williams. And Jalen, well, which Jalen Williams? Good, good Jalen <laughs> Williams one. or bad? The Jalen good one, Williams? of course, the good one. Yeah, uh, J J Dub, Santa Clara one. Yeah. Uh, okay. What are what are uh, what are, what's a medium confidence one way or the other uh, uh, win total for you? Um, I I guess medium to strong now because it got bet up a little bit. The Wolves, man. Like, I think the Wolves are going to win so many games. I feel they're like going to win so many regular season. Yeah, games. they are so motivated to win games. Um, especially given the way their playoffs kind of went where they were just so inconsistent and they struggled so much in the fourth quarter, especially on the road. So yeah, uh, I think they're highly motivated to win 55 games or so. You know, I think the line's still out there at 48 and a half. I would still take that. So I feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, I really like that one. Let's, let's talk a little bit about, about the wolves. I mean, because I think a lot of people are, very skeptical. I mean, the the mm. the immediate reaction what to to that trade was like laughing at the Minnesota Timberwolves. And yeah, I I this is where I've landed. Now that I'm an old man, I'm 30, <laughs> I'm getting gray hair. This is this is something I, I just don't think I will ever be mad at a team going for it. That that's where yeah. I'm at. I just I just am not gonna be mad at a team wanting to win 50 games, really, is is where I've mm. landed. And I am fascinated to see rudy gobert and carl anthony towns work together yeah. on both on offense and on defense yeah uh cat offense man and we see these teams going big and it like having some issues on offense at times cat's a guard man uh he was second in the nba in driving efficiency last year behind Giannis. his three-point shooting is uh, arguably the best ever sure you could argue him and dirk um you know generally he's pretty healthy hopefully this illness doesn't slow him down at all but yeah, he's insane, man. Uh, I think he can guard better in space. I think that being now that he's not the focal point of the defense, I think that'll really help him and not be as mistake prone. Cause I think that as far as like skill goes as a defender, it's like way higher than like, you know, like the Draymond version where he's just like a super brain, you know. And I think Cat doesn't have those aspects to his defensive arsenal. So, you know, not being able to read defenses and help and all that good stuff, he can just kind of stay in his lane. And just eat up space on defense. So I think he'll be kind of fine there. I just think this team's very well put together. I think Ant takes another step forward. I love Jaden McDaniels. Um, they are a little thin, so I think if something goes wrong with the injury, whether it's to Ant, D'Lo, uh, or Cat Gobert, I think things could fall apart. But I mean, Cat and Gobert and D'Angelo and Anthony Edwards, for the most part, have been really durable players. So um, yeah, their floor is so so high to me. I mean, and like you know the the other unspoken thing that that is an issue is like they are really counting on mcdaniels like mcdaniels mm-hmm. does really have to do do well and they you know we were just talking about the hawks still have the card to play 
with John Collins. Like the Timberwolves mm-hmm. are out of cards. I think they they're have, out of cards. Yeah, I, I believe they have one first round pick that they can trade protected out of their next seven, but that's it. That's all they got. They're not, yeah, they're done. They're just, they're riding with this team the rest of the way. I mean, they still got depth. They really believe in uh, Jalen Noel. Uh, they believe in Austin Rivers. It sounds like a little bit now. Uh, they love Jordan McLaughlin. They still have Tareen Prince, despite some off court stuff too. So they've got enough to kind of get by. But yeah, they're just banking on Jane McDaniel's being a really key player there's some talk of you know um two firsts instead of mcdaniels that was possibly proposed um for that utah deal so um yeah and some talk of his uh he uh, he worked out a p3 it's like a kind of like a an analytics slash coaching uh, slash shooting school thing uh and they like reworked his whole jump shot um his like from from head to toe like arms uh his knee flexion all this stuff is pretty interesting stuff that they were tweeting out but um yeah i'm Big McDaniels guy. He's on my breakout list for sure, but not really for fantasy because he didn't score much, but just impacting winning. I think he breaks out. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Detroit Pistons. Everyone's favorite <laughs> league pass team. I would love to take their over uh, simply because I, I love Cade Cunningham. And I, mm-hmm. again, you know, just talking about, uh, about the, uh, the, the wolves going for it. I mean, I would just love if, I mean, I, I mean, if the Pistons won 41 games, what like that would just be yeah. cool, right? It would just be, it would just be cool because you know, as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I mean, I don't even watch them play anymore. Like, what, what is the point? What is the point of watching this team play when they are so far away from being a team that represent? Like, how many guys on this team are going to be on their next team that wins 50 games? Like, it's just Shea and Dort and and Chad, I guess. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think Poku's interesting. Um, I think uh, that I, I'm, I'm big on Jalen Williams too. Um, but um, do you want to talk more about Detroit, or do you want to talk more about OKC? Sorry, to kind of well, well, no, we'll do we'll do OKC at the end. That's okay, self-indulgent. Cool. Let's do let's do Pistons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Pistons, yeah. So I think they're going to be pretty good. It's just so hard, man. The Webinyama carrot uh, is just so dicey. I can't bet it. Uh, just because I think if you know things do go bad, they can go real bad. We've seen this team really kind of go out of the way uh, and go full on tank mode. Um, but I think they've got enough ammo. I think they're picking up Boy uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, which is another trade piece they can have. But don't forget, I mean, this team they were like dynamite against the spread last year uh, down the stretch. They were playing really, really well. Played a lot of teams close. Um, expected them to be pretty good, and maybe they are. You know, out there and winning games with Boyan. Their rotation's rock solid. They don't have any holes to it. Um, they can play different ways. They can play Marvin Bagley at the five. They can play small. They could bring uh, this guy, Isaiah Livers, who got hot really late in the season for three-point shooting. He can be a guy that steps up. There's so many ways that this can be valuable. And Dwayne Casey really, really likes Jaden Ivey, man. So um, big, big into him. Uh, was really dynamite in the small sample we saw in Vegas. And, and a lot of draft people I follow really like him, too. So, yeah, this seems this is like the chalky league pass team and like everyone who's everyone is going to say they're a good league pass team for sure. And justified though, they're going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely on board. I mean, it's just like yeah. the, 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 the double dynamic backcourt of K yeah. and Ivy. I mean, the, the question is like, can they find enough shooting right to, to mm-hmm. open up, to open up the space for those guys because they have a lot of non shooters in the front court. They, you know, they got, they got Isaiah Stewart, uh, the Rashawn Holmes, you know, the, the, it's like, it's like, what are we doing? Or not Rashawn Holmes. It's the, the other Kings former center. What's his name? Bagley. Bagley. He's playing, yeah. He's, he's going to play mostly four, but 
Yeah, they got him. Uh, the rookie cat they drafted, Jalen Duran, was insanely impressed with me. He's got like good ball skills, insane jumper, uh, really, really fun player there too. So, uh, yeah, they've got everything, man, as far as like league pass rankings go. Uh, their broadcast isn't the best, but um, besides that, uh, this team's really fun. And, you know, esoteric uh, second year player, Isaiah Livers, I'm, I'm really into him. I think he's kind of a sneaky breakout player. Uh, they do want to play him a lot. There was actually um, the day of the Boyan trade. One of their team beat writers wrote a whole big story about how he's a dark horse to start. That obviously got the, the kibosh put on it. But um, yeah, this seems super duper awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, actually, just like a broad fantasy trend that I that I think we we need to um, you know make ourselves aware of is like, don't you feel like this is going to be a crazy season for silly season? Just of like, yes. I, and we already saw it a ton last year with guys resting and guys you've never heard of starting and stuff. But like from a, from an overall sense, like how does that impact our fantasy stuff? Huge. Uh, and I say this in every, every content piece I do about drafting, like draft young players on bad teams with your last few picks. This is the only way to go. Um, and we're going to see more teams tank. Um, and I'll add too. I mean, the teams that have been really tanking the last couple of years have been rewarded. Like, Obviously, the Chet thing sucks, but you know Chet landing where he did. The Rockets really tanked hard. They got Jabari Smith. The Magic were tanking for two years. Traded Vooch. These teams that have a tank plan are getting top end talent. Um, it's proven, man. I know everyone hates on Hinky and like, oh, Hinky lost the process stuff, but um, it works, man. It it works. Uh, it gives you more. Yeah, the Seventy Sixers have sure. to have, have a former MVP and a, a yearly MVP candidate yeah. and a bead. You know. Yeah, man. So um, the, the stakes are high. I think that these teams are understanding that they can't go for a seed purgatory. Uh, it's nice to get the plan. I think that maybe the exception would be the Kings because uh, they're pushing, what, 16, 17 seasons without playoffs. Uh, Vivek Renadive can't like that at all. So, well, now um, now that the Mariners have made the playoffs, yeah, right. the, the, the Kings own the longest streak of um, no, no playoffs made in, yeah. in American professional sports. Yeah. But I'll, I, I think Keegan's legit, man. Like I had questions about that drafting him over Ivy, but he, he every time I really watch good. this dude, every time I watch him play, he's like blasting. He looked incredible. Obviously, he was really the most. I, I said he's the like the most well-rounded offensive score as a rookie I've ever seen in summer league. Like I've never seen a guy be able to do so many things in so many ways. Um, so he's going to be really, really good. He looked like you know the second best player, best player even um, compared to Fox and Sabonis. So. Um, definitely Keegan possibly still some value to fire at uh, rookie of the year there too. Yeah. I, I, well, what is, what is he for, for rookie of the year? I think he's going like six to one. That is uh, so. That was going to be tough to beat, but I mean, they're going to play Keegan, man. I mean, Keegan's point losing. He's in competition for minutes with Casey Apala, Terrence Davis, obviously Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes could get traded. Um, they really think highly of this guy. I think there's enough offense to go around with Fox and Sabonis because they're really thin after that. So, yeah, I think Keegan's still got some value there. What uh, What do you think of Shaden Sharp, the who is basically the biggest question mark, and then yeah. what we saw six minutes of him in summer league before he banged up yep. his knee? Yep. Yep. So he's he looked great last night, man. Had a really nice block. He's got so much length. He's got so much athleticism. Was doing through the leg dunks. Uh, I can't bet him for anything out there because I think that the the rotation's really solid. They really like Gary Payton. They like Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson was the first sub last night, which may have been just because of no Gary Payton too. But they've got 
and then Zero Little, Josh Hart. There's so much depth on this team, so I don't think he's going to be an impact player, much like Dyson Daniels for the Pelicans. But everything I've seen, which is very, very little, um, looks legit. And you know the, the buzz on him from Dame and the other guys on the Blazers seems pretty high because he's, as you said, like was one of the highest-ranked high school prospects before things kind of went south, missing time, et cetera. So, um, yeah, really you know, perfect kind of a pick to pick in like the back half of top 10 and just kind of pray that the – He's a baller. I mean, is he is he a guy you would be taking in some of these seasonal drafts or whatever? Or no. is, is like is he just so much more likely? I mean, he probably would just be break glass in case of tanking for the Blazers if they if, if it just doesn't yeah. work out. You know, they paid Jeremy Grant, they extended yep. Simons, but it just for whatever reason doesn't work out. Yeah, they're too deep at every position. Um, so I think that there's just, it's gonna be hard for him to to get in there. Um, Nazir Little's no joke. Uh, he was going for like 15 points a game before he separated his shoulder. Uh, Josh Hart is very underrated as a veteran player. Uh, Jeremy Grant, Justice Winslow has been you know pretty solid backup four for them. Uh, I mentioned Gary Payton, Keon Johnson. I think step forward. He's got some buzz as well. So it's gonna be really hard for him to be you know a sixth, seventh man if he's making a run at Rookie of the Year. Like he's got to be like you know the fourth or fifth best player on his team. And I just think that there's no chance of that happening. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see here. What other totals do we have that are? That, I mean, Clippers is a, a, a pretty fascinating total. They might be. Are, are the Los Angeles Clippers the deepest team in the NBA? I mean, it's got it's got to be right. I mean, Terrence Mann's not in the rotation. Um, that pretty much sums up how deep they are. So yeah, I, I think for sure. Uh, I don't think that it matters that they've only got really one center. We'll see if Moses Brown makes the team. But yeah, it's honestly one of the deepest teams I've ever seen. Uh, Golden State also pretty deep too. We can talk about them, but um, yeah, I, I just I just can't do it. I just don't. Have, I can't bet them because I don't know how many games Kawhi is going to play for to Tim for him to take as long as he did to recover. We've seen routinely this guy sits out longer than he should. So you know anything goes wrong, he's going to sit for like the most amount of time he can. Yeah, I mean, and it's like honestly, they could they could not play Kawhi on back to backs. They could rest Paul mm-hmm. George, and it's like okay. Uh, you know, Kawhi's not going to play, so we're going to start uh, Norman Powell. Oh, uh, Norman yeah. Powell, Paul George, and Kawhi are all not playing. All right, we're going to start mm-hmm. Batum, Rocco, and Amir Coffey. Oh, mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson's out. I mean, John Wall as a buyout guy, I mean, this team has yeah. been begging for a point guard who can create some offense for, like, as long as I can remember, and – and they don't have to give up any picks to acquire him. They just sign mm-hmm. him into cap space. I mean, what a massive win to get John. Who, but like, yeah, he's played on these bad teams, but the sample we have of Wall playing healthy has been like he's still good. Yeah, yeah. Reggie Jackson was really bad to start the year in efficiency. He was like the worst high volume true shooting guy for I think the first fifty games of the season. So yeah, shoring that up, getting length, getting quickness. Second unit with Norman Powell, really like to flying around. Norman Powell a couple years ago is one of the league's best transition scorers too. So, yeah, man, um, this team's just so, so loaded. It's just high number. And I just have no faith in, in Kawhi playing, you know, 55, 60 games. So, um, but yeah, they still might be good enough to, to get that if he only gets 40 games or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, and we, we already did this a little bit. Highest confidence yeah. uh, to take the, the gold star lock is the Toronto Raptors over on their win total. It's like, I, I think Fred Van Vliet and Barnes could get hurt and they still might get this. Like, they could win. I mean, they could win 55 games. Like, they're just, they're just Nick Nurse, amazing coach. They're just a great basketball team. I, I don't know why this is their total. Yeah, they're, they're, I think people just like see their lack of guard depth. 
and they're just not computing it like Scotty Barnes is a guard, even though he's like listed at power forward. So, uh, Scotty Barnes' versatility just insulates them from OG and Anobi was starting at point guard last year. Yeah, yeah, they've got Gary Trent. Um, we mentioned Precious. Yeah, this team's just got all the depth in all the right places. And Nick Nurse is just betting on Nick Nurse is is just something I want to do too. He's really good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you have Do you have a, a favorite win total? Um, I guess it's. Um, I still think that there's some value on the Jazz stuff. Honestly, uh, I know it's gotten nuked, but you know, hitting that, I, I think, is something I, w- I would still probably do. This seems to be really, 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 really bad. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um. All right. What are What are some of your favorite long shots? You You teased it. Let's Let's go through some of these super deep bets. Uh. So I talked about the Suns thing. Um, I talked, I think he's going to be the sun's 16 to one. I just looked, it's 13 to one. I think it's still given that we got 16 to one when we didn't really know what was going on. And now that we kind of know what's going on, I still think 13 one's pretty good. Uh, so I'm good with that. I mentioned the Trey Murphy one. I think that that's still pretty good. That hasn't got hit too hard. Um, what other ones have got? What well, do you have any good long shot ones? Um, yeah, I think that, uh, Zion for most improved player. Cause we talk about, like, yeah, there's a little bit of value for him on MVP if you can get it deeper than 30 to 1. I think that's mostly gone. But, mm-hmm. I mean, one, we've seen the last couple of years a change in that they are willing to give this to, like, a star player. Like, Darius Garland won it last year and was in the yeah. All-Star game. And, you know, going from a really good points-per-minute guy or, uh, you know, uh, like, a efficiency-per-minute guy who plays 25 minutes to playing 60 games and being a super stud and winning 46 games, that's huge. Like, I, I think he is a way better bet than Anthony Edwards, who is the favorite, where it's like, how much better, can, how much more can Anthony Edwards even score? I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, he already he's already scoring a ton. I mean, and and just making a mental note to bet Cade Cunningham for this award next year when when the Pistons are ready to win, uh, a, a few more games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing, man. So I'm kind of. I wish we did this pot earlier because there were like so many. Uh, Caesars ran uh, the box for game leader, and they had Miles Turner as minus two fifty. And mind you, you have to play I think fifty eight games to win the award. Which there's a very good chance Miles Turner doesn't play fifty eight games. So that means you're getting like so much value on like all these long shots. So you could have fired Nicholas Claxton like uh, forty to one to lead, lead the league in blocks. Chris Stapps, 150 to one, you know, Chris Stapps is really long. Like the whole market was so mispriced that like you, I was just blasting. Um, so I'd, most of that still sucked up, but um, yeah, I mentioned, I mentioned the Dame long shot uh, actually. So this isn't a long shot, but just mispriced market. So more buzz now that Tyler hero is going to start um, a lot of the beats saying he's going to start over Max Struess. Obviously got the contract I love extension. I, any Tyler hero award. Love it. Yeah. Well, my my bet was against, sort of against him. Against so, just for him so, starting. No, for because he's he's like the second. He him and J- uh, Jordan Poole are basically tied for yeah. the favorite for six man of the year. So Tyler Hero is going to start and keep that starting job. He's not winning six man of the year. So you're getting value on Jordan Poole, all those long shots I mentioned, like Trey Mann, all those other you know Norm Powell, all those guys. So it's a mispriced market. So you know if you like any of those guards on good teams that I mentioned earlier, like you're getting good values. Cause I think that the market's mispriced with, with hero being plus 500 plus 450. Uh, even Jordan pool, actually Claff, Chris Lafagus and I, we just, um, we just hit pool uh, at, at five to one. Uh, Cause it's just a better value. He's like clear favorite, clear, clear favorite. I mean, pool's almost certainly not going to start. most. I mean, games. He, he probably just beats hero. Even if they both have really good yeah. seasons coming off it's the bench. Be, yeah. It's going to be like betting, you know, unless you're getting long odds, 
I mean, Pool is like such a heavy favorite to me, and he shouldn't be five to one. He should be like almost even money, man. Like I, it's like Pool versus the field. Like feels like the, the way it's going to be to me because uh, he's so good, man. And uh, the minutes are going to be insane. The Warriors are going to be good. He checks like all the boxes. It's really hard uh, to poke holes at him. Um, and I don't think Miami's going to be as good either. Miami wouldn't like the the voters just gravitate to like high seeds. And I mentioned earlier, like, I don't think that Miami's going to be as good. Uh, I think that Jimmy being a year older, Lowry being a year older, I think that, you know, they got so much right on Max Struess going off. All these guys are stepping up. It's be so yeah, hard Gabe, to Gabe that. Vincent coming out of Gabe nowhere. Vincent giving them big minutes. Yeah. This, it's just, it's just hard for me to see them making a run. Uh, Justin fan actually was really high on taking their under, um, which I get, I just can't bet against Miami. That's why, that's why I have the, the Hawks win a division. I'd rather right. just take it that way. But um, yeah, um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, that market didn't move. Uh, usually when I make a bet, it, it moves the market because I'm flagged. But um, yeah, you could still get pool five to one as, as of this recording. I would I would take that. There we go. The the sharpest, the sharpest takes you can find out there. All right, Mike, if the, if the of, people- I'm trying to think of some other uh, long shots I had written down. I kind of tossed in most of them. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that's enough for the people. But there Oh, Devin go. Vassell. Oh no, that got zapped. All my stuff got zapped. I had... Uh, Cam, uh, Cam Johnson, thir- 130 to one most improved player. Um, that's gone. Uh, Jalen Williams, I think. I think he's going like 30 to one for rookie of the year. I uh, still like that one. Um, yeah, I think that's those are most of the ones that haven't gotten zapped yet. There we go. All right. Well, if uh, if the people if they want to keep up with the takes, they want uh, all the best DFS stuff. If they want all the best season long NBA stuff, where do they go? What can they find out there? Uh, yeah, establish the run. We're uh, probably by the time this is released, we have all our um, draft kit stuff up. That'll be going live. Uh, check us out there. We've got a props package. That'll be really awesome. We, we won 200 units uh, on our player props last year. So $100 bets means you won 20K. Uh, a lot of people, uh, I met them at a big hangout we had in Denver and you know, get, uh, some guys saying like, oh, you paid for um, the deposit on my house, all this vacation stuff. It's like, oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, check us out there. I'm on Twitter, Mike S. Gallagher, um, and uh, established on NBA podcast. We do way too much of them because uh, I'm a total psycho. But yeah, and I, I wrote some more uh, breakout players down. Let me just b- blast off real quick. Yes, blast off. Um, Let's end with some yeah. more breakouts. M- mentioned Trey Murphy. I think Jalen Williams, he's going to be really freaking good. He was the first sub last night, uh, subbed in for Josh Giddy, got some ball handling. I think he smashes. Uh, I think there's still some value there. Desmond Bain is going to destroy. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Yes. Uh, I think Desmond love, Bain has a monster Bain. season. Uh, I love what Alfred Shingun did in the opener. A lot of ball handling. Uh, I think he has a really big season. Um, Isaiah Jackson, I think once Miles Turner goes away, he's going to be really, really good. Mentioned Jaden McDaniels. I want to see Markel Fultz dominate. I want to see Markel Fultz go out there, tell Cole Anthony and his dad to like get off TV and let me just shine because uh, I think he fits really well with Paolo Franz and the front court guys. Um, Anthony Simons and then Devin Vassell, I think is my favorite for guys to improve on their scoring. I wouldn't be surprised if Vassell is scoring 20 points per game. Uh, I got him at 65 well, to one most improved player. Somebody's got a score for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, going to be very, yeah. going to be very hard for people to accept the San Antonio Spurs being a really bad basketball team. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be so odd the, the, I saw pop on the bench the other, uh, the other night and he was just miserable. He's like, Oh my God, what am I doing here? Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, an ignominious end to his career, but maybe they get Victor Wembanyama, and then he gets to pass the torch off to <laughs> someone else with uh, with Wembanyama or Henderson. All right, everyone, uh, thank you to uh, to Mr. Gallagher for joining us. We'll be back next week, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you then. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 